Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker. And in this week's episode, we finish up the space combat one way or another. Either the boys manage to get onto the ship, find a treasure, and get off before it explodes. Or this is the last episode of Dead Sons, and we're going to go right into the fall of Plague Stone. Find out this week. So a little bit about what is going on at Roll for Combat, because this is it. This is the week of Gen Con. This is the week of Pathfinder 2nd Edition. This is a week of changes to both Pathfinder and Starfinder and Roll for Combat. They're not bad changes. They're just changes. So let me go through every single thing to expect in the near future. First of all, Roll for Combat Dead Sons is not going anywhere. We are continuing to play it. We actually have several months of episode in the can, so don't worry about this show. It's not going anywhere. However, the schedule is going to change. I believe I'm going to move the show to Fridays starting next week. So instead of Dead Sons coming out every single Tuesday, it's going to come out on Friday instead. Which means the Fall of Plague Stone is going to be coming out on Tuesday instead. The reason I'm doing this is that the Dead Sons actually takes me much longer to edit. The Dead Sons always has these intros and the outros. The Fall of Plague Stone, as you're going to hear, is a much tighter podcast. And there's no intro and there's no outro. It's just the show and nothing but the show. Hence, that one's a lot easier for me to edit. So, just to make it a little easier for myself, I'm doing the easier show in the beginning of the week and the harder show at the end of the week. That's why I'm doing the change. I also need enough days to actually edit two shows at once. It's a lot of work. So, I'm going to be done for the next couple of months but it'll be worth it in addition on thursday bright and early at midnight first day of gen con the first day that pathfinder second edition is released go to the website go to the youtube channel and go to the podcast the following is going to be released we're going to have a review of the pathfinder second edition core rule book we're going to have a written review as well as a podcast review the podcast review is also going to be on youtube it's the same review in addition we're going to have a written review of the bestiary both those written reviews are by jason mcdonald and of course we're going to have the very first episode of the fall of plague stone and for those of you who like this show all I'm going to say is that the fall of Plague Stone is 100% different. It is night and day. The two shows couldn't be any more far apart if they tried. I would say this show is me and my buds, and we're sitting around, and we're kind of joking. I mean, you guys know it's episode 95. I don't need to tell you what this show's all about. You know what the show's about. It's basically like you're sitting down with us and having fun, and we're geeking out and playing some Starfinder. 
The Fall of Plankstone, however, is very serious role-playing. Everyone's staying in character. Voices galore. Sound effects. I don't think a single geek culture item is said anywhere. It is a very, very different show. It's the best of both worlds. We have a geek out fest with Starfinder and the heavy role playing fest with the Fall of Plague Stone. I'm going to be very curious to hear what you guys think about each episode. So, yeah, I hope you guys listen to the Fall of Plague Stone. It's got a fantastic cast. We're still using D20 Pro. Kind of changed it up a little bit here and there to make it more fantasy. You'll hear it in the near future. And the adventure is a great adventure. The best thing about it is is that it's only from level 1 to 4. So it's about the same length as one book in an adventure path. So you can actually hear the whole thing from beginning to end. I might actually do that going forward. Because right after the fall of Plague Stone, Eric Mona's new adventure is going to be released. That one actually is much bigger than the fall of Plague Stone. I'm going to see him in two days, so I'm going to pick his brain and find out as much as I can about that adventure because I love, love Eric Mona's adventures. Again, the adventure is coming out. It's called Dead God's Hand, and it's a 128-page hardcover adventure that takes place at Absalon, the city at the center of the world. Oh my god, I'm going to definitely have to do this adventure. It sounds really cool. Probably levels 1 to 7 if it's a 128-page hardcover adventure. Oh boy. Well, anyhow, let's get through the Fall of Plague Stone first. And oh yeah, by the way, I am going to be talking to Jason Bowman while I'm at Gen Con, so I'm going to try to get him on the show. I'm going to have him hopefully play the adventure with us, which you guys know I love to do. Oh, one more thing. If you've been listening to my interviews, you know I interviewed Stephen Radney McFarlane a couple of days ago about the core rules, and he wrote Book 5 of the Dead Sons. So... I kind of forgot to invite him on the show, and he called me out on it. So that means he's going to definitely be on the show. In fact, I was supposed to play tonight, and we actually canceled to make sure I can get him on the show, as I'm going to give him his favorite NPC from this adventure, and he is going to make them pay. That's all I'm going to tell you. I can't wait. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's show. You find a ship after just moving for just a few minutes, sure enough, exactly where you think it would be. The ship appears to be heavily damaged and Mm. is leaking plasma. That is what the ship looks like. I put it in the handouts. What do you do? Scan for... is, is, by the way, difficult to maneuver because now you have something sticking out of your ship. So there's some major penalties, by the way. Do some scans to see if there's anybody on board. Jason McDonald is playing the Ahsoki mechanic, Tuttle Blacktail, and his drone, Shudder. Sure. Scan for life signs. Chris Beamer is playing the tiefling technomancer, Akiro the Just. Well, also, damage like that is really a responsibility of the ship's engineer, not so much the captain. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. That's true. That was not a good roll for once. So I can add two. add two. Two still becomes a 24. 20, I can add two. That doesn't matter. You oh, don't have enough. Wait. You can do it again, though. I mean, you're not in combat. You can just keep going and 
Um, I doubt you want to take a 20, though, because you do want to kind of do this fast, because time is of the essence. Would you like He can take a 10 for a 34. He doesn't take 10s. 32, good enough. Um, appears to be no life signs, but it does look like the ship is... Mm, might explode soon, so what do you do? Well, do we go over there and try to send the all-clear signal before it blows, or do we just blow Yes. Alright. Yeah. Then How I do we get over there, though? You is can just dock. dock? Got, okay. Yeah, you can dock. It's like a generic docking collar. You can just dock on the ship. Alright, so All right, let's, let's do that. You, do let's go quick. quickly, though. We run. Okay, you quickly run. You do the docking maneuver. Since the ship isn't moving, it's actually pretty easy to do the docking maneuver. It's like just dead in space. And you can't use the... Was that port or starboard? Uh, the one that left, the left is port. Port. No, so left the is, port. Yeah, port. Yeah. Yes, yeah. left is port. The port docking bay is gone because <laughs> that's where they attacked you from. So you have to use the starboard docking bay. You go into the starboard docking bay. Who's going to be on the away party? Who's the red shirt? Mm, I, I guess suppose I, if it's anything computer yeah, related, well, I gotta go. There it is. I guess all of us, right? Uh, yeah, we have well, to stay. No. Not me. We don't need to stay. There's no reason to stay. John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. We, we put the uh, the ship on lockdown. No one's going to take it. You are attached to the other ship. So what's going to happen? We need to get that out of here. Yeah. No, no. You're attached to... You've got a lot of ships on you right now. you got a ship yeah. inside of you that was used to board you. And now you're attached to this other ship, which is the cultist ship that's about to explode. Who wants to go over to that ship? It's, it's literally I mean, another I could map. S- I could stay here and be a pilot in an emergency. You could tell me on comms if you'd like to get to get everything, you know, to leave quickly when you get back. Uh, Akira, um, no, there's, uh, there's we no need to do duty to and actually All defend the ship, the but which means go with the rest of the party. Now, there is a reason for someone to stay back. One person should stay because that way you don't have to run all the way through our ship to get to the bridge, to fire up the engines, to get out of there. You know what I mean? Like someone can just be ready to go. As soon as people get back to our ship, we can leave when it, to avoid the explosion. So Doesn't that sound like the captain's job? Yes, you should stay. You should yes, stay. Yes, I should. Yeah, you yes. should. Agreed. All right, so, we, so the rest of us go. By the way, I know I'm now going to die with the ship, but still. Oh, you would all die because it will explode and kill everyone. Oh, yeah. So everyone's going except for Rusty. We've seen this before as well with Rusty staying behind. That's right. Try not to get eaten by a giant monster out here. Yeah, that's right. Rusty. Okay, you have boarded the ship. You are inside the airlock. As you board the ship, sure enough, you see warning signs. There's, like, countdowns. There's flashing lights. Uh, yeah, those all point to bad things going to happen. You hear the minimum safe distance, <laughs> like, signal from uh, aliens going off. Uh, <laughs> Keep uh, keep going. Looks like you had a few minutes before the thing is blows the, up. Is there any oh, how much time we have? Three minutes. All right, let's go. Yeah, we go. You go? Okay. All right, let's go. Okay, you exit the airlock, and this actually appears to be the bottom portion of the ship. The ship seems to actually have two or more layers to it. It's a rather large ship, and this appears to be a cargo chamber filled with blood. Oh, my God. Holes. That's awesome. And other horrific things. It seems like this was used as a worshipping area for the cult of the devourer where they would sacrifice, kill people, and then paint the room with blood. What do you do? There's a door to the north, and that's it. 
Even though there's no life signs, I'm going to have my weapon out just in case. Yep, me too. Because there could be undead. Mm-hmm. There's a door to the north. Yeah. My sword um, is out. Guys, undead are a protected class, and you shouldn't be discriminatory towards them. N- not a big fan. Not a fan. Do you want to open the door? Sorry. Um, yeah, sure. Unless they're in the service of Asmodeus, then, you know, then I like <laughs> You open the door. This appears to almost be like a battle bridge and to the north. And to the west, there is the elevator. Turbo lift? The turbo lift. There's literally a turbo lift that can hold four people. Hey, there's four of you. Look at that. I mean, so this bridge, we don't need to deal with anything here, I'm guessing. You can try. Time's ticking. What are you doing? I'm going to check the battle bridge and see if there's a terminal I could get on. I'm going to push the elevator button so it gets here quick. You just keep pushing it. That usually helps. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, give me a computer's check to see what you can figure out. 24 does not do it. 38 does do it, however. You quickly um, type in, find that, yeah, you can send the all clear from the battle bridge if you want. It's up to you. Uh, I I vote yes on that. Let's do that then. Okay. You can send the all clear. You send the all clear. All clear. Nothing going on down here. Yeah, we're good. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Two things. One, you got about two and a half minutes left, so you're still okay. Two, you know for a fact, Akiro knows for a hundred percent fact that that captain's quarter is going to have a ton of loot, as this guy was second command. Oh, let's get greedy. (laughs) Um, Is Rusty on comms as he hears this? I just want to check. So, what do you do? Wait, and you, the captain's course is upstairs, so we're gonna go. We're gonna activate mm-hmm. the lift and go in. Let's do this. We need the loot. Okay, you guys can go in. You guys going in? Oh, I see everyone in. Tuttle, are you go? Oh, Tuttle's in. Okay, we're gonna lose half the party. We might as well lose three quarters. Of and them. we all have haste circuits, right? So we can actually. Oh, no. well, we all have them. Oh, well, also <laughs> Shatter doesn't have one, and, and your haste circuit's um, almost done. Well, okay, like you're up to the. Rounds. You're up to the next level. You open up the door. Do we do we judge that this is the top level? Yeah, no? this is it. This is okay. It. Yeah, this yeah. Is open the door. Yeah. Would Akira know the layout of the ship did well enough to know where we're going? Yeah, it's true. I might have been on the ship. You actually do know the layout, more or less. So let's see where you are now. Let's run it. You know, to the north is the main bridge. Uh, there's a long, long corridor that goes all the way down to engineering. You also know that to the upper right, like there is the captain's quarters. Past that oh, okay. skull so on the, the floor. Skull thing? Yeah. All right, yeah, excellent. Yeah. You hear over the comms, once you get to the captain's quarters, why don't you can see if you can actually like sort of bridge me into their software? Oh, we don't have time for that nonsense. Damn it. <laughs> nice try though. Uh yeah. door to the north, you said? I like how their ship has got like skulls and like it's all beat up and there's blood and crap around. I like it. Yeah, there's spikes on it too. I'll show you like other parts too. All right. So there's oh. a door to the north. Are you opening up that door? Where's Mo? We need your bag of holding. Get over here. Oh, his bag of holding. Yeah. We're just going to dump everything in. <laughs> Anything that isn't nailed down, right? That's true, pretty much. You open up the door. You look around. This doesn't look like the captain's quarters. Then Akira remembers. Oh, no. It's to the south. This ah. is where I messed up. I haven't been on the ship in a while. Oh, sorry, guys. Two minutes left. Uh, it's it's to the south. <laughs> All right. Not a moment to waste. 
you go to the south, there's a little room that's uh, 15 by 15. Appears to be like a private dining room for the um, the executive staff, if you will. Mm. Captain's dining room. I'm sorry, did you talk about there's me? A, there's a door to the south. What do you do? I open it. Follow me. There we go. That's the that's the captain's room. It looks like the jiggly the, man's room. The, the honey honey pot pot. That's right. Perception. 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 Yes. You better hurry up. Yeah, sure. You start looting the place. You start like throwing everything all over the place. Yes. I'm gonna check this door to the left. Okay, the door just goes into a corner. I rolled twenty-one for perception. Twenty-one. There appears to be shelves to the north. Northeast desk to the south. Oh, sorry, sorry. Shelves to the northeast, desk to the northwest, and his bed. Um, there's a closet to the southwest and a bathroom to the southeast. Okay, so there's a bed, there's a shelf, there's a desk, there's a closet. Right, I'm going to go to the and shelf. Bathroom. Uh, no, 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 no. no. Just open. Oh, no, no. You, you guys open the closet. Mo is just going to slide everything on the shelves and the desk. Into his uh, arm cargo thing. We're not. We're not searching anything that's right. All the plants that are on the desk, all the stacks of papers, the bags of potato chips, the empty Whatever's water bottles. down. Basically, yeah, right? it all goes in there. <laughs> he's like opening up his bag of holding. Yeah, he's just he's just we like scoop this in. If if he we could, help. he'll pick up the shelf and put the shelf in. Just. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, you all hear over broadband comms. Uh, potato chips? I'd love some potato chips. Could you get me some potato chips? Not now, okay. Rusty. We're Just on the, the clock here. Bag. All right, okay. Okay, you pour that all in. You got about a minute and a half left. You figure you're going to need about 30 seconds to get off the ship. And you'll probably need, you got about 30 seconds to be safely get off the ship and disengage. So, uh, okay, everything on the shelf is in the bag, everything on the desk is in the bag. I do a quick search under the bed. I look Give me under a perception check. I say, help me look under here. Like, take a look. Not too bad. 26. Anyone else helping? Uh, no, Mo's going to be... Not there. Uh, have I gotten everything Tunnel. off the shelves? Yeah, you got everything off the shelves. I'm doing the, clo- I'm doing the closet right now. Uh, the closet just has a large assortment of skulls and spikes. Doesn't look like it's anything worthwhile. Uh, Mr. Akiro notices under the bed a dented steel box. I grabbed the dented steel box. Into the arm. Don't and even into open the arm it. it goes. Into the arm it goes. Like, you like you like go under it, but then like your your cloak gets stuck on like the bed. Like, no! above. So, like, the bed goes into the box. I use my unseen servant to help also. Unseen servant. Oh, there you go. The unseen you servant's Akira like helping. Go, Akira her. goes yeah. into the box. Exactly. What's in the box? What's in the box? Everything goes in the box. What's in the box? Alright, the only yeah, thing yeah. that doesn't appear to be taken. Are the bed sheets, uh, the pillows, and the spiked, uh, the spiked accoutrements, and other Ebenezer Scrooge his room, like in <laughs> when he dies and they take everything. Um, All right, let's get out of here. Wait, what about the bathroom? Wait, wait, what's in the bathroom? The bathroom yeah. appears to be a bathroom. It has some really weird intru- instruments, things that you probably, you know, like all the horrible things your dentist has. That's what he has. He doesn't right, have like so, a toothbrush or toothpaste. He has like picks. So I have a question. Cabotrons, all the horrible things. Yes. What do you What do you find in in the uh, cultist bathroom toilet? Is that a joke? Or are you asking me? The captain's log. Ah. Uh, 
That's a joke. You got me. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. We see the captain's log. Dad logging. joke. Dad joke. Exactly. <laughs> As he All right, ready? Let's... his dad joke, it's like one minute to get minute out of here. Marines, we are leaving. All right, so I activate what's left of my haste circuit and run like a madman. <laughs> yeah. like, I am out of here. <laughs> haste circuit enabled. Uh, you know, Tuttle could circuit. actually jump on Cheddar because Cheddar moves faster than Tuttle. That's true. I, Cheddar took the, the speed feat, so I'm going to jump on nice. Cheddar. Yeah, you can ride him like a motorcycle. Yeah, that'll give me a little bit extra speed. Okay, you guys literally all run to the elevator, press the button, and then you're all sitting there, and it's like... Elevator music. I want to look into this room while we're waiting to the north by the elevator. We don't have time. I think we got to get out of here before we die. That is the captain's... That's the bridge. You see the bridge, and it's impressive. And you see the numbers ticking down. 50, 49, 48. Is it on self-destruct or something? No, it looks like it's sure. no, it's it's uh it's leaking coolant and the um it took so much damage that the core is gonna explode. Did it look like it took damage from like being attacked in space or something? Yes, it actually was in a battle of some sort. That's interesting. Yeah, right. the vessel's power core is damaged beyond repair and it is going to blow. All right, let's get the heck out of here. Yeah, we go. All right, you guys manage to go down the elevator, run to the... Punch it. <laughs> Punch it, Bishop. You run right to the airlock. You're going to dive through. Give me the hero exit for fun. I like their ship better than ours, actually. <laughs> it's cool. It's uh, excuse me, our ship is great. Yeah, but they have a... A swimming pool of blood in their ship. Yeah. It's pretty Let's awesome. take their swimming pool and uh, their whole ship, and you're right. It's better. <laughs> it's going to blow up on us in a minute, though. we got to get out okay, of here. Okay, you Punch jump it. in. I want a swimming pool. I don't have a swimming pool. Okay, what does um, Rusty do? They are safely on board. You have 10 seconds. Um, I'm actually running some data analysis of how do I actually get Nine, a swimming pool on eight. our ship. Get us out of here, Rusty. Why are we not moving? Let's go. I'm sorry, what? Four, three, two, one. Are you not Okay, I take off. (laughs) And then it's like, is it like the kid James Cameron, like as he leaves, you see the explosion and you're literally like riding the shockwave. I'm riding the shockwave right now. I'm actually still confused because I was actually trying to figure out how I was going to actually get a swimming pool. And, but, but fine. Okay. We need to take off. I understand. You're gonna have to make your bluff check again on the on the whole monster messing up our ship story because I, I now disbelieve it again. Uh, a monster messed up our ship. That's the that's the reality. Okay. There's the full map of the ship, so you can see the swimming pool of blood. Where is it? Did you put it? Somewhere? I put it in handouts. All right. Well, it was a cool ship, but it blew that's up. That's cool. Okay, the ship blows up. Your ship is in rough shape. It is taking some minimum damage from the concussion wave. It also has another <laughs> ship sticking out of it. And yeah, your ship's in really bad shape. But um, you have a bag of holding filled with plants. <laughs> yeah, let's let's uh so about this thing sticking out of our ship, is it something that we can push out like back into space in some way or Yeah. Yeah, you'll be able to repair it and uh, uh you can Dr. actually Tuttle? get it off the ship and then using uh, uh build points can sort of fix it up. 
sort of do what yeah, they did. I, I'm on... delegating, uh, Doctor Tuttle. Why is the ship in stuck into our ship? Uh, well, there's it's it's kind of scientifically complicated, so I, I, I'm not sure how the to mommy ship and the daddy ship love each other <laughs> very much. <laughs> Actually, that was the coolest <sighs> part of Guardians of the Galaxy Two is seeing how they repaired the ship when they were like using nanobots to create new parts and we're adding it onto the ship i have officially designated that that is how it works in the starfinder use universe that sounds one, good all right that was one of the coolest things i've ever seen in any science fiction movie so anyhow yep. um you guys are safely on your ship that's gonna take a little while on the other hand you're also in the nebula and you know that there's a small armada out there somewhere plus you're only maybe two hours away from the planet you're going towards what are you gonna do? I think first order of business. Loot. Yeah, we gotta oh, yes. check out. Loot. There's probably intelligence intelligence there too. You dump out all the stuff on the floor. Yeah, like it's, it's Christmas it's, morning. Yeah. Uh, Dumping yeah. out the stocking. Okay, you dump out everything into the um, onto the floor. You notice a couple of very cool things right away. First of all, a whole bunch of uh, grenades were in there. That were just like hello, like like put on the. He keeps display. them on his bookshelf. Yeah, they were just like on the. They were like on the bookshelf, just sort of like the same way you keep trinkets. They keep grenades. There was also, and Mo knew this, but he didn't say anything about it. Maybe he doesn't even tell anyone. There was a pike there, a really nice pike that he Ooh. took. Yes, I did take that nice pike. Uh, what would the name of that pike be? Okay, so you go through, and there's one, two, three, four, five shock three grenades, which are pretty good. That's pretty good. There's one, right. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight screamer two grenades, which do sonic right. damage, and a advanced pike. Mm. Isn't an advanced pike still a pointy stick? It's an advanced pointy stick. It's the upgrade to his current pointy stick. It's made out of carbon fiber. Johnny, are you even there? Yeah, I'm looking it up. In addition, inside the dented steel box, there was half a dozen cred sticks all together. Do you want to know what they were worth? Yes. Yes, of course. 25,000 credits. There we nice. go. Nice. Uh, Rusty offers to take the credit sticks into safekeeping so that none of the rest of them have to worry about it. Uh, request denied. I'm sorry? <laughs> you heard me. Request denied. I heard you. I don't understand your... Well, uh, I mean, something weird is going on here. Don't try your my Jedi mind tricks on me. Oh, man. Let's see. Advanced Pike. It does an additional D8 damage piercing. Hmm... Well, the good news is it's a better pike than what you have. The bad news is it has no magic items on it, and yeah, you can't no put cold. you can't put any of your magic stuff on it because it's too yeah. high level. So. Yeah, can't afford but it. But you, you got a better shitter. pike. Yeah. All right. Well, it goes in. I guess my armor, my arm. It's easy enough to carry around. So the five shock grenades, version threes. Those are the ones that do three d twelve damage. And then the eight screamer grenades, which do 2d10 sonic damage. So lots of grenades and lots of credits. And that's kind of it. And other things like house plants and some other stuff. 
Uh, actually, he... there's one other thing you found. Ooh, you actually yes. found a log message. That Sorry? A, a log message. That captain's was, log? Or, yes, the <laughs> captain's log. You took it out of the toilet. And you wow. With you. Nasty. <laughs> yes, well, you are a nasty thing, Akira. No, an actual message that you can plug into the computer. It's like, it's basically like a USB drive. What is, uh, what are you guys going to do with that? Are you going to plug it into one of your computers? What are you going to do? I think yes, right? We'll scan, for, scan for viruses first. Computer check. I assist giving you a plus two. Automatic. Uh, I don't know if it's automatic for me. Hold on. I'm actually very proficient in computers also, because that is kind of a techno mages thing. 38. More than enough. There's no viruses on it. In fact, you can tell that this was used for private communications so it couldn't be intercepted. They do it the old-fashioned way by giving it off by hand. It will be encrypted, but it looks like Tuttle can probably break that encryption as his computers are so high, and then you can play the message, if you will. Um, Dr. Tuttle, have you ever tried to hack my computer? Um, absolutely not. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm really bluff. glad to hear that. Wonderful. Uh, I like the bluff. Nice. <laughs> Fortunately, I can't make him roll twice and take the lower result. Uh, I did not actually roll a sense motive, so I would just believe you. Excellent. Although I wonder what I would have had. Ah, oh, he right. rolled a he rolled a No, it's close. I, I I would have made it, but I didn't. But barely. 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 Well, I I will go ahead and decrypt it if I need a roll for that, or if it's just to take twenty plus two type of thing, or I'll say you can take a twenty and get it. So you take a twenty, and it appears to be there's just one message on this chip. Do you play the message? It's a grocery list. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and play it. It's a woman's voice with an authoritarian hint of an electric rattle, and she says. If we can get the last console online, the weapon will be within our grasp, and soon the end of all things will follow. She speaks in Shatner manner? Unfortunately, the control board is shot. Zaz has no idea how to repair it, but Ethereal has told us where to find spares. Take the singularity and patrol the system in case that inevitable managed to send for help. Bring some of Malice's children. I will contact you again to return to the control center when we have the control board. That is it. I'll give you the text. Interesting. It, it sounds like that inevitable would have been friendly. So, Mr. Akiro. Yes. You kind of recognize this voice. Hmm. I know who this is. This is a prominent cultist. Her name is... Don't know. It is a female android who led the attack on the last adventure you were on and stole that information you know very little about her except everyone fears her and cultists fear nothing you know only her name null nine that's all you know and you know that she's an android she was in charge this is her voice ah androids you know i don't trust them they're just not human uh you you need to not be so racist well, <laughs> we don't actually have a human, or other than well, no, we don't have a human, <laughs> right? Exactly. We have an abomination. Uh, I'm human. I'm one hundred percent human with a capital H. In addition, Zaz, you know who Zaz is, and by hearing the word Zaz, you have a shiver up your spine. Zaz 
is a brother-sister duo of Zaz and Zig. Zaz and Zig are Yosoki, who like to make pranks on people by blowing off people's fingers and toes and noses. They think it's really funny, and you have seen their handiwork. That is what they consider a practical joke. They are quite, quite sadistic. Tuttle, your problem. This just will not do. I thought your people were pacifists. Most of us are. There's a few bad apples in every barrel. Except for a few sadists who like to blow off fingers and toes. Just a few. What is Malice's children? What is that? Are mean? you one of those people? Um, no, I am You're not. You're very slow to answer here. I'm just checking. <laughs> when she says take the singularity, is that the name of the ship that blew up? Yes, that was the name of the ship that blew up. Okay. So that ship is gone. You don't know who Malice is, and you also don't know who Aretha is. Malice's Aretha. children might be the little ghost dudes, though. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm, I'm guessing that the ship probably got messed up on the inevitable. It, that's probably what happened. Maybe. Yeah, what's, the, yeah. what's the inevitable? It's that first guy that attacked our ship. Remember, he came in. He was like, what? Get out of the system. How dare you? Blah, 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 blah. And we had to kill it, unfortunately. Uh, all right. You don't remember that? Mm. Oh, you think he's the guy who was supposed to send for help? No, it sounds like that guy, you know, that inevitable is sort of like guarding this area of space and they had a run in with him. They do not uh, want him to uh, report and get help because the inevitable doesn't want people around here. So they're, but the, we unfortunately killed the inevitable. It's like it could have been an ally. No, that is correct. That was an ineb- inevitable. That was what you killed. And remember, yep. they're actually creatures of like law and good, and they usually guard areas of space. Yeah. And this guy got corrupted somehow. So, and Rusty, I'd just like to point out that I would not blow off any of fingers and toes unless there was a scientifically valid reason to do so. So, sixty percent good is what you're trying to say. Well, if there was something to be learned from the experience, maybe. Okay, good to know. <laughs> so I can trust you, ish. Yeah. I mean, they like tinkering around with stuff and explosives. Mental note: never, ever, ever have a medical problem on a Nosoki homeworld. Uh, okay, good. Let's go. Aren't you immortal? Uh, l- 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 let's move on. That's fine. It's that's not important. <laughs> that's not important, right? He's never died. Well, a few thousand years from now, when I laugh at this conversation, take don't take it personally. I have a few ideas for experiments to, verif- to verify that, but we're, uh, on a bit of a, but we're on a bit of a schedule right now. Yeah, yeah, we're in a rush. Let's let's move on. Here's the, actually the thing that you remember: that new recruits are often the subject of harsh practical jokes from Zig and Zag, who give as good as they get. The brother and sister tinkerers craft elaborate mechanical devices to prank those who've humiliated them, sometimes leading to broken bones, lost fingers, toes, and noses. Oof. That was your buddy. You you kept a wide berth of them because yeah, uh, I tried to avoid that being yeah, new. I didn't yeah. want any part of that. Yeah, yeah, you really weren't into that. I wonder if this inevitable like tapped into their systems and it was so nasty and, and freaking culty that it messed it. That's what messed it up. Could be. I mean, he was messing up with your system. Uh, you guys overpowered him, but he could have actually. He was more interested in defeating you, but he could have actually done damage to the ship, hacked it, and started blowing it up. Right. Maybe that's what happened. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, well, he could have done that, except for the fact that he died. No, that's right. You know, I, I often wonder who are the good guys and the bad guys, because you sure seem to kill a lot of people. I'm just saying. 
The people who attack us, that's self-defense, please. <laughs> every law of every nation in all of human history. Sorry, I nothing personal, those of you who are non-human. But all of us, that uh, we've had the rules that self-defense is a perfectly valid defense. Yeah, but maybe he was thinking of self-defense because we were invading his space. So he was actually You're saying that because our ship entered his space and demanded our own way. But that's not really... Look, look, don't worry about that. You're like breaking into his house. <laughs> In theory, yeah. that's where, where is lives. my Death Star? I'm sorry, I mean the Death Star. It's so very, yeah. You got, you got the gear, you got the message. You're about an hour away from the planet. What are you going to do? And you got a ship sticking out of you, which really isn't going to be so much of a problem. Well, I think we, we got rid of, rid of, of it. Jerry rigging. Yeah. You can spend like an hour getting it out, jerry rigging something so that it'll be fine for now. We, we board it up. <laughs> Yeah, you basically plywood. Plywood, the plywood. You get out some nails, duct tape. You're like, yeah, that's that will hold. Well, yeah, can we yeah. just tape? We duct should tape. just tape, yeah, duct tape some cheesecloth across it, so it'll. It's like the Martian. Remember when he just sort of like duct tapes yeah. the uh, the tarp? There you go. You, just got, you can do yeah, anything you... with duct tape. Duct tape is the most amazing thing ever. And it worked. That was a totally working thing. I didn't say it wouldn't work. It might even work here. You could just sort of like make a wall out of duct tape like they did on Mythbusters and voila, there you go. You got a wall. They built, they built a boat out of duct tape and I know. sailed away with it. <laughs> I know. They, I've, I've seen their duct tape episode like a trillion. They've done several. They did like three yeah. think, total. And they, uh, they're amazing. With, you know, yeah, you can do anything with duct tape. Those guys are so smart, man. If, you, if there's an apocalypse, you want both of them um, uh, in your encampment. I mean, they can just, they crafted, they, they learned how to make, like, rope out of duct tape. And, like, so they have that skill. Like, they can make a lot of cool stuff. Although, secretly, that episode was shot in Hawaii, and they just stayed in a hotel at night. But I will say, those <laughs> chickens, which were all over that episode, when I was in Hawaii, there was chickens everywhere. We went to, like, a went to like a parking lot, like a, like a parking lot for, um, like, a, you know, like a diner, and there would be chickens running around. It's like, they're just, they're like squirrels to us. It's just like, oh, yeah, chickens. That Jamie, everywhere. though, is such a wet blanket. I mean, he's like, nah, I'm at sushi. <laughs> he didn't want chicken, he didn't want sushi. That was funny. Anyhow, um, so what's going on? What you going to do? I say we head to the nearest habitable planet. Well, in this case, there are many, many well, there's only one. which only there's one, one of them has life signs. Right, let's yeah. go there. Uh, the six well, o'clock. um... I'm going to say let's get near there and scan it before anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, okay. as long as we there, go there. Th okay. This is like a ring world situation uh, to, to get into Larry Nevin. The creators of this massive structure of worlds and suns and everything are far beyond any other civilization that we've ever encountered. They could destroy us at a whim. I'm hoping the people who are the life signs on the one planet that has life signs are people who, like us, have opportunistically landed on it. If so, great, we'll deal with them. If they are the actual creators of this, the Ringworld engineers, if I want to go with the sequel, then they could destroy us at their whim. So let's be a little bit cautious. Maybe they can destroy you, but not... Uh, they could destroy us and everybody we know and also, you know, make our lives a living hell. If yeah. they're the ones who created this. If they're just, I'm just saying, speak for yourself. Oh, right. you're a, oh, you're saying you're a god. Okay, Ray. Among men, yes. Okay, you estimate it'll take about an hour to get to the planet with life. If you remember from last episode, there were twelve planets. All of them 
were dead except for one planet which was teeming with life and the planet also seemed to have only one intact structure on the whole thing they were really actually moons by the way they're not really planets they're moons i'm okay with the fact that it's still ridiculous to be able to create hundreds of satellites or sorry a dozen satellites around a star dozen stars they created stars too this is the temple of the 12th yeah that 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 didn't undermine my point that just highlighted it it's this is an engineering structure the likes of which implies godlike powers uh i've seen better i saw a dyson sphere once did you I'd love to know where you found that. I saw a Dyson sphere. It was out there in space. It had like a sun inside the structure. Really? I, I'd love to visit that. That's a Star Trek reference, by the way. I yeah, know. we know. It's the one with Scotty. We all know it. Uh, at any yeah, rate. <laughs> so Sorry, I insulted who your... is going to... Yeah, I, 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 I was just passing by that. <laughs> who is going to pilot the ship because there's some extremely bizarre gravitational fluctuations throughout the system someone is going to have to be very skilled to sort of get past all the weird and warp fields and stuff i am moderately skilled but I yeah think you're, the, you're it better you, uh, i don't know i thought uh, yours yeah, was higher I would than say so. yeah sorry what was that mo i thought uh this is an hour so you can't here. use the captain's bonus because this is a continuous this is something that will take concentration over a period of an hour you only need to do yeah, one it, I think Rusty had, uh, not Rusty, uh, Kira had I the have best, the highest uh, piloting skill. is what he was trying to imply. Mine's plus 15. And mine's one more. All right, so I can just assist oh. automatically okay. that. Uh, let me confirm that. Hold on. Uh, I also have a 15 piloting. I'm sorry, we're tied. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, hold on Mo a second. has a plus seven, so he can assist. Uh, well... Actually, hold on a second. Uh, you're going to be assisting me, actually. You know why? There's, uh, there's if no I assists. can be the captain, I can give you a plus two bonus automatically. No bonus. It's an hour. It's an hour oh, long. Sorry. My yeah, mistake. Yeah. It's a long term. I, I do have an ability that's odd, and it's never been used before, and it's just a strange thing. Once per Is day. Is it evil? I, wait, let me just check. Is it an evil ability because you're evil? No. It's a pretty neutral ability. Once okay. per day. It's because I'm, I'm a themeless. Like, I have no theme. Uh, once per day, before you roll a skill check, you can gain a plus two bonus to that skill check once per day. Okay, you're the pilot. I will assist. Uh, you got an automatic assist from me because I've can't assist. Can't assist. It's one person. Okay, I do nothing and I like it. I cannot be the captain. I cannot assist. I'm going to simply, let me be clear, yell at you a lot. Okay. That you can do. Smoke him if you got him. All right, so should I roll? Yes. Roll. Okay. Okay, now roll like a man does. You get a 21. Do you want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> bad news. I want the bad news, yeah. The good news is you make it to the planet. The bad news is you encountered the same monster that Rusty encountered, <laughs> and the ship takes 26 points of hull damage as you keep going through some of the gravitational eddies. And let's see which systems it blows up. I defeated that monster, but you let us right back into its trap. God, uh, it must be tracking us somehow. I'll look it up later, but one of your systems blows up. Uh, but you made it to the planet. Good job. Right. <laughs> Life support's gone, but... <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, you're fine. It might be engineering. We we don't need that. Yeah, I gotta, I'll look it up. Actually, I'll look it up now. You know, we, don't need, we don't need the holodeck. That <laughs> was actually your weapons. Hey, your port weapons are glitching. Don't worry about it. 
It's not like you'll ever need those. Right, there's no space combat in this game. And now, you are about to explore this planetoid. So, so does that apply to our ship? Like, when we beam down, we basically have a few there's hours? No or, beaming. Uh, there's no beaming. You don't, have a, you don't have teleporters. No, you land uh, on the ship. It only has to do while you're in space. Basically, oh, okay. while you're in space, it takes all so your concentration. So if we land, we're fine. Yeah, it's like the Badlands so, okay. in Star Trek. Like, we could probably land the ship on the planet, Toyd, yes? Maybe. Now, what are you going to do? Hey everyone, Steve here. So the Space Combat, Not Space Combat is complete. Three-part episode. Just in case you're curious how this was written, originally what was supposed to happen is it was supposed to be space combat, and then you were supposed to have boarding of some sort. Either the bad guys boarded the PC ship, or the PCs boarded the bad guy ship, but I thought, why not both? I've actually done this before in the past. It's really fun to have them like go on the enemy ship, and on top of that, the map they supplied was awesome. So why not use a map? Why don't you just quickly make a module out of it? you know like or a mini adventure out of it not a module a mini adventure so i did and i had them running around the ship it adds a lot of tension it feels like aliens and the most important aspect was that all the treasure was on the ship so it kind of would have been silly if they boarded and then they just like dropped treasure chests out of their inventory so instead i had to think about okay how the heck am i going to organically put all this treasure to this adventure. Ah, I'll make it so that they can go on the bad guy's ship, search around, and find it. Of course, the next problem is, well, if they go on the bad guy's ship, then they're going to have two ships, and I really don't want them to have two ships, because that's going to cause a lot of issues. So we'll make the ship blow up. There you go. Problem solved. Voila. So that was all written by me. This whole episode and everything you heard, that was just made up uh, kind of on the fly by me, to the point that I totally forgot I even did it. That's how on the fly I did it. But... Worked out fine, I thought. Uh, the episode was a little shorter than usual. That's only because they finally got to the planet, and I didn't really want to split it up, because this would either would have been a short episode or a massively long episode, and I'd rather just have a short and a long episode than just one massively long episode. So sorry about that. Don't worry. There's so many interviews and so much coming on later this week. You're going to want to be rested for the rest of this week. Trust me. And then one more thing I wanted to mention is that I'm actually not going to be doing any intros or outros, or very rarely, on the Fall Plague Stone. So I'm going to do them on this show. I'm actually going to combine these intros and outros. So I might even be talking a little bit about the Fall of Plague Stone here. So if you don't like that, well, you can just skip it if you want. This is the only time I'm really talking on the two podcasts. So I'll probably talk about both episodes here and there. As for show notes, well, this one is... I'm going to have to redo show notes because now my notes are old. But, okay, new podcast every Tuesday. That is going to be The Fall of Plague Stone. New podcast every Friday. That's going to be Dead Sons. Do subscribe to us on iTunes, Android, and Spotify. People have asked, are we going to break it up into different feeds? Are we going to have The Fall of Plague Stone and Dead Sons be different? And the answer is yes, eventually. It does take work to actually break it up. So right now there's only going to be one feed for everything, but I am going to break it up into two separate feeds. It's just going to take a little while. It's actually going to be three separate feeds, if you think about it. It's going to be Dead Sons, Fall of Plague Stone, and sort of the master feed. This is going to be the master feed. So if you just want to hear everything, just, just subscribe to here. You don't need to do anything else, so just let you know. 
Next, join our Discord channel where you're going to be able to play Starfinder and Pathfinder and Pathfinder 2nd Edition. And on top of that, we have a big online convention starting in a couple of weeks and we got something like 26 tables on Roll for Combat. Oh my god, there really is a lot going on this month. It has been crazy. So, if you want to play some games and get some online credit and then even get to play in some specials, go to the Roll for Combat Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com and you too can play in this cool online convention. Also, if you get to level 10, you get a free t-shirt and we have brand new t-shirts. That's right. All the Fall of Plaguestone characters, which is the best art I've ever seen, period. The guy blew me away with the artwork for that show. I'm going to turn all of those characters into t-shirts. Next up, do check out, well, me. I'm going to be at Gen Con, and I'm probably going to help out a bit with the Paizo stream here and there. Between the actual panels, they just have people talking. It's Param and the other guys from No Direction, and obviously I know them really well. So I'm going to go over there and hang out with them, so you might hear me talking with some of the No Direction guys in between panels. So check that out. Next up, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Do check out the Reddit channel. Do check out the Patreon. I'm actually going to be changing up the Patreon yet again a little bit more. I might be even allowing people to listen to us record live. People have requested that, and I don't see why not. It's uh, You're just going to be ahead of everyone, and I won't allow you to actually talk or say anything while we're playing. But you can listen to us, and you can hear what it's like. And I promise you it's really different if you're going to hear the unedited version of these uh, games. And then finally, make sure you're on the lookout for all those reviews later this week. On Thursday, the review of Pathfinder 2nd Edition Core Rules. The review of Pathfinder 2nd Edition Bestiary. Boy, the word Pathfinder 2nd Edition really is taking a long time to say. I hope we come up with a quick way to say that in the near future. Also on Thursday, Fall of Plaguestone Episode 1 gets released. And... Jason's probably going to have his talking comic column as well. I almost forgot about that. Boy, there's a lot going on this week. And I'm going to be a Gen Con, so i got to prepare everything to have it go out automatically because there's no way I'm going to have time to do any of this. Oh yeah, and then finally, I am going to be running games at Gen Con. If you're there, say hi to me. The one on Thursday. Make sure you find me because that one's going to be crazy. It's got me... It's got John Stats from Roll for Combat. It's a friend of mine, who none of you know, but it's a friend of mine. There's going to also be three people from No Direction. We're going to have Param, Vanessa, and Lauren. And then finally, we have a brand new member from Order of the Amber Die. He's going to be joining us too. So that is going to be a powerhouse crazy table. So come by, say hi. You can meet everyone from Order of the Amber Die and No Direction and Roll for Combat all in one place. That's going to be Thursday night at Gen Con at the special 8 o'clock. Anyhow, with that, I will talk to you and hopefully see you guys next week if I survive this week of Gen Con. See ya. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at rollforcombat.com or drop us a line at contact at rollforcombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms.
you've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember Tuttle's motto, I'm surrounded by morons. <laughs>